Live on the Mule Sports Network, welcome to the 2023 Muhlenberg Football Preview Show. A look forward to the Muhlenberg Mules football season that is upon us. With special guests and your phone calls too. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, MikeDragosports.com, and Penn Realty Professionals. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Lineweaver and Jerry Gallup. Oh, Jerry's pointing at me to start. Yeah. So you welcome start. to the podcast. <laughs> this is like the second podcast I've ever done. This is kind of exciting. This is very exciting. I have a voice for radio, so this is very exciting. And a perfect for me. face for it as well. <laughs> but I'm Ryan Lineweaver. <laughs> I will be bringing you Muhlenberg football this year as your play by play announcer. We do have Coach Pat as well, a new addition. So happy to bring on Pat Wider. Yes. He likes Patrick. So Patrick. You know. yes. All right. Sorry. Coach Patrick. Uh, he's going to be your knowledge of everything Muhlenberg football and basically throughout all of Lancaster Lebanon League as well. Uh, he contributes in multiple ways to, I believe, EasternPennsylvaniaFootball.com. Yes. Uh, and he does a couple of things off to the side as well. So he's handling a lot of these keys to victory, returners. He's going to do a deep dive into virtually every every team that we play this year. So very excited to have him on board. He's not Nate Govan, you know. He's not uh, Darren Ziner. I got a new broadcast partner for the third season in a row. But I had, do have a broadcast partner, which is better than two seasons ago when I had none. So That's right. That's right. It's becoming easier. Not complaining. Not complaining. No, not at all. <laughs> of course not. No, but Muhlenberg uh, coming in. They do have head coach John Lorchak. Uh, you did speak to him earlier. Obviously, I we'll did. have that on the podcast a little bit later. Yes, we will. It'll be after the... Uh, Looking at the first game of the year and taking a look at some of the returners and basically all the season preview jazz. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go over offense, defense. We do have Coach Lorchak in an interview. We have Mike Drago on the hook, correct? Yes, we do. Got Mike Drago on the hook. We got Mikey Miller coming in. Yes. Who's the pride and joy of Muhlenberg. Yep. At least uh, he will be this year. Arguably their most explosive player as a sophomore. He'll be all over the place, running back, wide receiver, outside linebacker. He'll be literally everywhere on the field that you could possibly imagine. So excited to have him on board. And then you also talk to the athletic director and Tim Moyer. Yes, indeed. And, and uh, Tim's been just absolutely amazing. And he, I, 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 you know, I think that, that like he and Tom Legath don't get enough notice for the things that they do. And I was like, well, let's give him a little bit of a, you know, let's, let's give him a little bit of time because they Why deserve not? it. These, these guys, they work so hard, they do. man. Yeah, athletic directors, those are some of the unsung heroes of these departments because the, the amount of hours that they put in. I mean, I worked in college athletics for, <laughs> uh, it was a little over a year, uh, and it was daunting. I mean, you're talking multiple games per week. They're usually hanging out afterwards to watch the games or be present, and then they're working the occasional weekend as well. So it's you know at least a good 50, 60-hour work week during the school year. Oh, they do get a little bit of a reprieve in the off season, but not much. They're still working hard at uh, the upcoming year, so happy sure. to have him on board. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's been absolutely great, as everybody at Muhlenberg's been. So Muhlenberg coming in, obviously, uh, it's been interesting over the past couple of years. We do have uh, head coach John Lorchak coming in. He is three and twenty-four. Muhlenberg with two victories last year. Uh, they do lose a handful of key players that will 
uh, obviously be a great detriment to them, I should say. Uh, But they do have a whole bunch of youth coming in to fill the gaps. And, you know, you're talking about a team that we talk about, uh, like, Burke's Catholic girls basketball last year. That three out of their five starters were sophomores. So it's going to be very exciting watching where they go with it over the next two seasons. Uh, Same thing with YMSing. You have Amaya Stewart, who was a sophomore. So you're wondering... What the heck is she going to do as an all-state player, you know, two years into her career? And then yep. she still has her junior and soft, or senior year coming up. Uh, Muhlenberg football, very similar to that. That you have somebody like Mike Miller, uh, who's going to be your most explosive player. They literally switch their offense from a running-based attack, because you do lose uh, Gio Cavana, who was their all-league running back last year. Scored 15 touchdowns. You lose him, and you wonder, where do you go from here? They're going to the spread offense. They they feel like wide receiver is their best uh, best position out of their entire squad. So they're going to highlight that. So you'll see an awful lot of Mike Miller. You'll see an awful lot of youth along their offensive line as well. Yes. That you have uh, Tony Ferreira, Robert Mogul, both of them sophomores. Uh, you do have uh, Tucker Blanco coming back, who was a senior. He was second team all league. You have Samson Evans coming back. He was a returning starter. And uh, those sophomores that I mentioned, they both have really good size. Uh, Tony's 6'4", Robert's 6'2". So they're going to add an awful lot of physicality up front that will be huge for, especially if you have a passing offense. You need time to be able to run that type of offense. And hopefully with good size up front, some returning starters, they'll be able to do that. Yeah, you've got to give your quarterback in that type of offense time to set up a play. To, to get some uh, receivers open to get the ball to them. And they have a new quarterback this year, too. Yes. So you do lose Drew Fiddler last year, mm-hmm. uh, who was their starting quarterback. Aiden Lopez will take over for him. Yep. Uh, Lopez is a pitcher on the baseball team, so he has a strong arm. He did uh, get to throw in a handful of games last year while Fiddler was injured. So it's not like he's going under center for the first time this fall, but he will end up under center for you know, probably the majority of the year. Yeah. And uh, going into a spread offense where he's expected to throw the ball, it's going to be interesting. You don't see an awful lot of this in Berks County. You see an awful lot of ground and pound, and you don't see an awful lot of, you know, hey, we're going to throw the ball through the air and be effective. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, seem to manage with a new quarterback who's also a junior, by the way. So you're going to have him back next year. So as exciting as this year is going to be, next year might be even better. And that's the really exciting part about watching the Mules. After I spoke to the coach today, the thought came to me that it's going to, their offense is going to look more finesse. Can we say that? Than just what you said, the ground and pound. Yeah, that's honestly what you look at with most of these teams. Um, some of them do it better than, than others, but, uh, you know, certainly Exeter was ground-based when they played them last year. You're talking 42 to eight. Now, occasionally they throw it, right? Right. They had a really good passing attack with their tight ends going right up the seams, uh, that you had, you know, Joey Slaufer going to Penn State. You have Zach Zandier coming back so they can throw it a little bit, a lot of straight line stuff. Right. Uh, so, but even last year at the upper echelons of like 5A, where you're facing some of the better teams in the entire state and county for that matter, not an awful lot are running a spread offense. So it's really going to be interesting to see how everyone responds. Uh, because even on the defensive end, not a lot of these teams are prepared to have cornerbacks and safeties going all night long, uh, you know, tracking these receivers down. A lot of them get kind of nights off when they're at this level of, of high school football, that they're 
consistently crashing the line of scrimmage, looking for cutback lanes, things like that. And now they're actually going to have to defend wide receivers all game. So it'll be uh, really interesting to see if that's a new wrinkle that can bring a few more victories here to the Mules. One of the things I asked the coach was, does he think he's going to be confusing people? I said, well, we'll see. But I, I do think that that's going to create some chaos. Because, as you said... We've seen it. We saw right. it last year with Exeter. That when they came up against a team that could throw the football a little bit, we saw it against Mannheim Central, that yes. they have Zach Hahn. They yes. also have uh, Enterline, uh, who was a fantastic... Uh, Mannheim Central is going to win 5A. I have no doubts that they'll win the district uh, with the amount of, amount of talent that they have on that squad. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Muhlenberg gets to play Mannheim Central very late in the season. That's that's going to be fun. Um, they're coming to Muhlenberg. They lost 70 to nothing last year. We won't go back into that. But Mannheim Central is an excellent team. But they can sling the rock around a little bit. And we saw even with a team as good as Exeter that they could struggle against a good quarterback and wide receiver pairing. Right. Uh, we even saw it against like Boyertown or uh, what was it? York Central or... There was another, there was a York-based team that they ended up throwing it a little bit and it kind of confused Exeter just a smidge uh, in the very early goings of the game. So, you know, certainly they could surprise some of these teams who are not exactly uh, well-versed and don't have the depth chart for cornerback safety, things like that. You know, their strength is stopping the run because that's what they need to do at this level. They're right. largely stopping running backs. And to, uh, you know, throw that kind of a curveball at them, uh, it'll certainly uh, be a little bit different this year for Muhlenberg. And hopefully it's to their benefit. Sorry, I thought you were going to talk after that. <laughs> no, I, I, I was letting you go. <laughs> On to defense? On to defense, yeah. There are quite a few. Um, and, you know, you're looking at a defense that has lost a couple of players as well. Uh, you're losing in your all-league defensive tackle in Charles Juf. Uh, that's going to be a loss, certainly. But you return an awful lot of defensive players. Uh, you got guys like Samson Evans, Jake Toruk. Uh, you know, even Tucker Blanca is going to move over from center to tackle. Uh, Wes Clemenson, Mike Miller, again, we mentioned him. He's going to be working outside linebacker. Uh, so you do have some talent here on the de defensive end. It will be a struggle uh, against some teams, for, for sure. But again, this is one of those, uh, you know, building years for Muhlenberg that you get to throw some young players out there. They get to grow within the system. They're going to take their lumps. You know, certainly I don't think that there's anybody who thinks that, you know, they're going to shock the world or blow anyone out of the water. But it's that weekly growth. And again, talking about Exeter last year, because that's what I know to pull from. You right. saw that weekly growth every every single week. Those that's first important. few weeks... Darren and I were very down on the team being like, hey, they are going to struggle, uh, you know, if this is the way that they're playing against bad teams. And, you know, for Muhlenberg, you got an awful lot of first time starters going in. The season's not going to be fun at times, but it's that week to week progress that you see. And I think that the defense certainly has one of the largest, um, you know, opportunities to excel and to grow over this course of the season. So. I know that I'm reading a lot of things from people who are saying that they don't think Muhlenberg is going to be very good, but I, I disagree based on everything you're saying here and everything that I spoke to uh, the coach about and some other people. I think they're going to be a very good team. 
I don't know if it amounts to playoffs, but I think they're going to be a very good team. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I think you are going to have a good time this year calling games. It's going to be interesting. They were 2-2 two and two at the start of last year. Kavana was running really well in those first few games. They ripped off wins against Octorera, who they get to play here in the first game. They also mm-hmm. ripped off a win against Lebanon. You know, we saw them when we uh, when we traveled and watched Exeter, the and that game was episode. yeah. We don't we don't talk about the cursing episode. Uh, and then they you know played Governor Mifflin, they played Mannheim, Exeter, Warwick, Ephrata, Conestoga Valley, and they didn't come anywhere close to winning those games last year. Mm-hmm. And this year might be a little bit closer. Certainly, uh, the division that they play in is not easy. Oh, it's it's, loaded. it's, it's completely loaded. Lancaster Lebanon League, if you're looking at, and they are currently in Section 2, you're looking at, again, the Exeters of the world. Uh, we'll see what Exeter does this year. You had Darren on to do a podcast for, for the Eagles, uh, you know, a little bit ago. And Last we'll time. see, yeah, we'll see what they end up doing. They're replacing their running back, quarterback, top wide receiver option. Now, you yep. still got guys like Nate Pashley in there. And you do have some backup running backs that will that played pretty well last year that now get to see some time. Uh, but Mannheim Central could win it all, could win it outright in Section 2 pretty easily, uh, just with the talent level that they have, the upper echelon talent at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I mean, you're talking guys that nobody can touch in this section. Uh, so it's going to be re- really, really difficult to uh, get outside of Mannheim Central. But there are winnable games on this schedule. You know, you're talking about uh, Octorera, who's a non-league game. You know, they beat them last year. They can absolutely do it again this year. You're talking about Governor Mifflin team, who has struggled last year. You talk about Lebanon, who is always perpetually struggling. Yes. Uh, and you have Warwick and Conestoga Valley, who are okay. You know, not world beaters. So, you know, there's certainly an opportunity here for Muhlenberg to steal a couple of games if they're lucky enough. And uh, you could see, the, the main thing that you're going to see is the growth in the players and the build for next year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's certainly it. And, you know, that's what Lorchak has to focus his attention on because this is not necessarily gearing up for just this year. Would it be nice if they were super successful this year, snuck into the playoffs, you know, rolled off an upset or two. Ah, absolutely. That would yeah. be absolutely killer for us to to watch and call uh, and bring to, you know, friends, family, countrymen, whoever's listening to the the podcast or online, uh, you know, when we're calling the games, that would be that would be a real treat for them. I don't necessarily think that will happen, but who knows? You know, Mike Miller, if he has a breakout season and he's absolutely untouchable on the offensive end, and, you know, even if they clamp down on him, you do have other options here. You have Julian Cologne, who is a senior running back, who do get to touch the football a little bit um, last year. But you're looking at, you know, you're talking about trying to match up with something like that with uh, Cologne and, and Miller and lining him up all over the field. It's going to be really interesting. It's going to be exciting to watch uh, Uhlenberg football for the first time in in a few years. Certainly is. Yes, it will be, and and I'm I'm glad that you guys are going to be there. I was hoping to be there Friday night, but my out producer is uh, not available, so I've got to be over at Exeter. So you guys are going to get new producer Chris Ziner, and. Darren's You're going to have a great time. And the, the, the beautiful thing is, 
The press box is catered. Press box is catered. Not by Popeyes. <laughs> Not by Popeyes, by margaritas. <laughs> margaritas, new margaritas. Uh, friend of the pod and friend of uh, Indeed. Muhlenberg football. That's Indeed. for darn sure. Long-time friend of Muhlenberg football. Long-time so. friend. So we all know that how clutch catering is up in those press boxes. And you're always super disappointed when there's no catering at all. It's very important. You know, I I, I tell people all the time this story that uh, one of the games we did last year, I I guess it was Mannheim. Where we almost set the press box on fire? No, that was at home. That was at home. That was at Exeter. No, uh, we were... Whenever we're in the middle of media row, I always make it a point to go say hello to everybody. And one of the guys from, I think, the Harrisburg newspaper it was. Mm-hmm. I went up and, hey, how you doing? I'm Jerry. Oh, Jerry, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. That's, uh, you know, you're, you're doing the Exeter thing. That's great. Let me ask you a question. Is it true that you have full meals in the press box at Exeter? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, we do. We have pizza. We have pasta. Indeed. You know, we had we had the whole works last year. You're going to have the whole works this year hey, for every home game. That'll make everyone really happy <laughs> up in that press box. <laughs> but yeah, all uh, all exciting things for Muhlenberg. You know, sure, we're going to have downtimes this year. I don't think that there's any chance that you're not. Uh, you're working with an awful lot of first first time starters. Yeah. Uh, you're you're talking about guys that have not seen the field except in blowouts. And that's only if, you know, they decide to take him out. You know, they may leave the starters in, even though it's 70 to nothing against uh, Mannheim Central, trying to put some points up on the board, trying to build momentum for, you know, the next week or whatever the case is. So a lot of these guys may not have touched the the football at all over the past couple of years. And you're throwing in a bunch of sophomores who were playing JV. So you don't really know what to expect. And that's kind of the beauty of high school football at times. Uh, but there's also an awful lot of promise with the Muhlenberg team, with the amount of youth that they have uh, jumping in here, the amount of sophomores, especially with Ferreira, Mogul, Miller, the size, the talent. Uh, hopefully we'll see something turn around here for Muhlenberg this year. It's it's going to be really exciting to watch. Indeed. Ready to take a break? Yeah, I think so. Why okay, not? Take a short break, and then we'll come back with one of our guests. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay, let's go with this. And we'll be back on the new Mule Sports Network.
Com bring every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage Mike Dragosports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. Back here on the podcast discussing Muhlenberg football for the first time all year. Back here on the what again, Ryan? Muhlenberg... The, the Mule, Mule Sports Network. Got to get the identifier right, dude. <laughs> so today, the, the idea was, what we did last night with the Exeter preview show, yeah. was we had uh, call-ins. We had people call in, uh, the, the, the coach, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the schedule was different tonight because apparently there is a District 3 coaching meeting, and they're all at that. So I couldn't get the coach on the phone. So I suggested that we record it, and this is what we got. So, Coach Lorchak, uh, tell me about your team. Our team this year is a mixture of returning Letterman and also an incoming group of young sophomores that are going to play a prominent role on Friday nights for us. Uh, right now, obviously, everyone knows about Mike Miller and, and him playing both sides of the ball. But up front, we're going to be starting three sophomores at center guard and tackle. We also are going to have, on the defensive side of the ball, we have an outside linebacker that's going to be a sophomore. So with that said, we're going to have a combination of both returning lettermen but also some incoming sophomores that uh, are going to be prominent players in the program. So you're going to have a young team. Correct. Yeah. So you're built for the future is what you're telling me. We're in the process of hopefully gaining experience as the year goes on with this young group and getting better as we go on. Right. So now I had a brief conversation this morning, and we're going to be speaking to him during the show uh, with Mikey Miller. Now, he's going to be your featured back. Who on the line is going to be opening holes for him? Up front, you're going to have Samson Evans. You're going to have Marvin Maryland. At center, you're going to have Kantner. At guard, you're going to have Xavier Otero. And then at the other tackle, you're going to have Tony Ferreira. Okay, so let's turn to QB. And uh, what are Aiden Lopez's strengths, and what will you be able to capitalize on with him? Aiden's strength is going to be his, you know, he, he does have a very strong arm, but what he does have is he has the ability to run also. So he's a dual-threat quarterback where we haven't had that individual here in my tenure for a long time. Uh, in other places that I've had, I've, I've had some thousand, thousand individuals. Uh, Aiden gives us a little bit of 
better combination of being able to run, but also being able to throw the ball. That's good. You'll be able to spread it out a little more then. Correct. So now you said in a, a, an article with Mike Drago that the receiving core is the strength of the team. Can you flesh that out for me a little? Well, we have five receivers that are going to, we believe, be able to make some plays. Uh, you're going to have Isaiah Dotson. You are going to have Rudy Madueno. You are going to have Mike Miller will be in the mix there at times as a receiver also. You are, you are going to have those individuals as, as the strength of the receiving core along with Kyle Archie who has come on strong in that receiving core. And you have there four to five individuals that we're going to be able to spread individual teams out. And with Aiden's arm strength and his ability to distribute the ball, he's a very smart quarterback, is able to go through his progressions, and he has targets that are going to be uh, on both sides of the, the, uh, the right side, left side of the lines of the offensive line. So we got a, a good plethora of receivers coming back. So the thing that we keep hearing is as long as we compensate on or, or concentrate rather on Mikey Miller, we'll be able to take care of Muhlenberg. That's not what I'm hearing from you. I'm hearing from you that you're, you've got many weapons and that you're going to be able to keep people confused. That's what we've gone through camp with. Uh, like I said, the big thing for Aiden is going to be ball distribution. As long as he's able to understand, we, we just don't have one individual. Uh, he And the key is going to have the ability to have a variety of different targets there. I mean, we're hoping that that is the case. So, Time will tell, but that's what we're planning. Excellent. So, Coach, what is the strength of your defense? Right now, our strength is going to be our secondary play and also uh, up front, our defensive tackles. That's going to be there. Uh, secondary, uh, Mike is moving back to strong safety, so that short up, you know, the strong safety position is a young individual Josiah Baez that has come on strong. He's a sophomore. He had a tremendous camp. Uh, Kyle Archie at a corner. And then we have JV and Cruz that's at a, at a corner there. So that secondary is, is a strong point for us. Tucker Blanca and Jack Cormona up front as our two defense tackles very strong. And then set in the middle, is going to be the linebacker, Wes Clemens, who's a three-year starter for us and has had a tremendous camp. That sounds great. So what about the special teams, Coach? Special teams? Uh, we have an in, a lot of individuals that we are going to be able to utilize in our return game. Uh, obviously, last year we had three individuals that were going to score on touchdown, the kickoff returns for touchdowns. Uh, Mike is back 
Uh, Kyle Archie is going to be a returner. We have an individual uh, by the name of Javian Ortiz that is also going to be able to go back for us. So from the special teams point, we have returners that are going to be there. The other strength is we, we do have some strong kickers that are out and are kicking game. They have the ability to hit from a variety of different spots on the field. So we're going to work those into field goal opportunities to get three points on the board. Sometimes that three points is a difference in the game, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So, Coach, final question. Uh, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff. Coaching staff is going to be, we have Jason Kilgore is going to be the offensive coordinator who's his second year in as the offensive coordinator. Our defensive coordinator is Chris Williams. We are going to have as offensive assistants, Wes Estock is an offensive assistant, and also Adam Burkett is an offensive assistant. They both played here. Um, under John Yoakum, and then West played a little bit under Rich Colker when he was going to be there. Steve Frymore is our offensive line coach. He was a um, player over at Wilson, um, mid-2000s over there. We have on the defensive side of the ball, we have Batman Kevich, who's now here. This will be my fourth year, so he's been here four, my four years with us. He's a linebacker coach there. We have, on the defensive line, we're going to have, have Kip Dominey that is going to be his defensive line coach. He came up from Perk Valley, got a teaching job up here with us, so he's their second year in with us. And I, I can't uh, forget, we have Bob Dudak, who has been a volunteer kicking coach here uh, I started in 94 here, and he's been here since 94, but he's going on 50-some years. And he was just so put into the Football Hall of Fame uh, for Berks County. That's awesome. That's great. Coach, thanks so much for taking time with us today. And I, I, I want to express to you that we at the Mule Sports Network are really excited to be covering your team. Both Ryan Lina Weaver and Patrick Wider are are studying up on your team, and they're going to do a great job calling games for the Muhlenberg fans. And uh, we thank you for your time today, and, and we thank everybody there in Muhlenberg for, for the kind reception that we've gotten. Yeah, thank you, Jerry, and we really appreciate you doing this for us. It's going to be great. Okay, Coach, we'll talk soon. Thank you. That was Muhlenberg head coach John Lorchak in an interview earlier today. Kind of sounded like he was in a submarine. Did you hear the beeps at the end? <laughs> <I did. laughs> they were in uh, AD Tim Moyer's office. I can't imagine what is that, that also like. in a submarine or like, man? Maybe they have the submarine. <laughs> maybe that's where Tim's office is. I don't know. I just followed him down a bunch of steps. <laughs> <laughs> it might be good cell reception down there for being in a sub. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't know how deep it it is about the water. (laughs) No, but all good things out of him. He sounds really excited about this uh, crop, especially the sophomores coming in. He obviously knows the letter winners from previous years that, you know, this will be his uh, fourth season with the the squad. So, you know, the seniors that he's dealing with were freshmen just four years ago uh, with him coming in. So he's, 
you know, you're now at the tipping point, really, of, of a coaching career, at least for, you know, you now have your first full class of players underneath your tutelage graduating after this year. So it's, it's a momentous occasion for, you know, both Lorchek personally and also, you know, Muhlenberg football just as a whole. So. That is a really great observation on your part. Well, thanks. This is, why I, this is why I get paid the uh, medium-sized dollars, <laughs> not the big bucks. It's not yet. More, more than most, fewer than some. Yes. Let's put it that way. So uh, the things that I took out of this interview, I mean, he had a lot of great words to say about his quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, he's very happy there, and uh, I, I'm not going to say that he's betting his season on him, but he knows that... Uh, Aiden's arm is going to be and legs are going to be major contributors. It's certainly going to help. I mean, obviously you got Mikey Miller and you do have some, you know, returners here on the uh, on the running back depth chart. Mm -hmm. But you know, for the most part, if you're running that spread offense, you're going to have chances to run, and especially spread offense, running quarterback. I mean, you're spreading out that defense as far as the your eyes can see. Hopefully you're getting those safeties to step back and they're not stopping the run. And depending what defense they're going up against, you know, if it's man to man and you have somebody like Aiden Lopez recognizing that right off the snap and he's able to take off because everybody has their matchups and he realizes, oh, wait, nobody's spying me. Yeah, he he can go and take off. And that's going to be huge for him, too, to at least get some type of running attack. Well, Talk with Drago about a little bit. We were talking during the the interview about yeah. what kind of you know pitfalls that they could envision with uh, you know a potential uh, defense that struggled to stop the run last year may not be better this year. Uh, hopefully, will be. They gave up 220 yards per game on the ground, 42 and a half points in league games. So that's certainly something to tidy up. And we'll talk to Drago about it a little bit, but. You know, all good things coming out of Coach. He's very excited about this team, as he should be. You know, the roster is up to 55 players. They have 10 more players than they had last year. Uh, they now have a basically a full weight room, uh, which is awesome for yes, the program. They do. Uh, you know, part of the uh, the write up that was that was here about in their season preview talked extensively about their strength training program, mm-hmm. uh, about John Yoakum building that dynasty at Muhlenberg uh, decades ago, based largely on the effectiveness of their strength training program. So when he showed up in 89, Mules rattled off six league championships in the next decade. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, hopefully <laughs> that's what we're yeah. witnessing here in the uh, in the upcoming decade or so. But, you know, them adding weight training classes on the daily, renovated, expanded weight room, hopefully that'll pay dividends for him. And that was also something that he was very, very excited about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of Drago, you want to give him a call? Get him on the phone. Okay. Honestly, it might be the first time I've talked to Mike. Ring is loud. Hello? Hello, Mike. You're on the air with Jerry and Ryan. How you doing tonight, man? Guys, I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Indeed, Same. Mike. So yeah, the... Uh... Maiden voyage here of the Mules Sports Network. Excited for that. So, uh, yeah, what can you, uh, just offhand, what can you tell us uh, that you like about Muhlenberg football this upcoming season? Well, you know, I mean, obviously they, they've had a, a rough go of it in um, uh, recent years. 
But um, I get a sense that they're uh, they're going to have a little bit of a bounce back this year. I mean, they've got got some uh, good things going on and uh, uh, a little more stability. You know, they're they're building the program up a little bit. It takes a long time, uh, obviously. But, you know, I mean, the centerpiece, of course, is Michael Miller. And you probably talked about him already. He's a sophomore who's, uh, you know, ready to really have a breakout season. And, um, you know, if he can do that, uh, that'll take a little bit of a load off of some of the other other kids. But, he, you know, he, he certainly can give them uh, some big offensive plays and defensive plays. Certainly. So what are they going to be uh, changing up here? Obviously, they're going more to the spread offense. They're going to be throwing the football around. Uh, which I think is really interesting because you don't see it an awful lot in high school football here, a team that's willing to sling the rock around. Uh, do you think that that will have much effect on teams that they're facing, that they're not used to a team potentially coming out, spreading out the defense? Uh, do you think that leads to potentially extra opportunities here for Muhlenberg? No, I don't think they're going to catch anybody by surprise. I mean, last year they were they were certainly – much more run oriented because they had Gio Cavana, who was, you know, one of the top backs in the league. So they wanted to uh, take advantage of him. But, you know, right now they've got some good athletes uh, who can get to the outside, like, uh, like Michael Miller and Kyle Archie and, and um, uh, Rudy Medano, uh, you know, so John thinks that he can spread the field and, and that also hope, hopefully open up the, uh, uh, the running game as well. But, you know, you have, you have to block, uh, no matter wh- how you're lined up, you got to block people to give your quarterback time to throw and give your running backs uh, a little bit of room to, to move. So, uh, you know, that's really where it all comes down to. Speaking of the offensive line, obviously you get some returning starters. You get Tucker Belanca coming back. He was second team all league. You get Samson, uh, Samson Evans coming back, who's a returning starter. And then virtually everyone else could be a sophomore along that offensive line. Uh, what have you heard in regards to some of that uh, influx of, I mean, really just that entire sophomore class coming in that they're expecting to make a big splash, uh, both offensive line and elsewhere? What have you heard about those sophomores coming in? Well, you know, it's certainly it's a, it's a promising uh, a group, but they are sophomores. And, and there's a big, big difference between, uh, you know, playing in the afternoon and playing under the, under the lights on a Friday night. So, uh, you know, it's a tough way to make a living if you're going to throw that many young guys out there. But, uh, you know, I think the one uh, biggest change, and you're not going to, nobody's going to see this, you know, uh, literally see a difference, but uh, Muhlenberg opened up a, a new weight room uh, earlier this year. And that, uh, you know, in, in talking to, to uh John Lorchak, he, he thinks that's really, really going to transform the the program. In fact, that they have now like an in-school uh, uh, lifting uh, strength training class in the morning that not only football players, but, you know, athletes in all sorts of sports can take advantage of that. And um, <clears throat> it's in football, it's true in football and, and most sports, but you need to have a, a, a top uh, strength training program to get your athletes ready to compete. Because if you don't, you're going to get pushed around because everybody else is doing it. So, you know, Nielenberg has some catching up to do in that respect. But um, I think going forward, uh, and it might not be evident this year, but in the next few years, I, th- I think you're going to see that um, really benefit the program. Speaking of benefiting the program, their roster size is now up to 55. We touched on it a little bit. 10 more than last year. Uh and they're only projecting about five two-way players. Uh, Mikey Miller is one of them, obviously. Uh, 
what does that do for Muhlenberg moving forward that they're not going to need to rely on players who are playing 80, 90 snaps a game? Yeah. And, and again, the, you know, they're going against some really good programs in that, in section two, I mean, Mannheim central, everybody knows about Exeter, everybody knows about, and, you know, Warwick's very good as well. And those, those teams do a lot of two platoon football and, um, you know, that pays big dividends. If you can send, uh, send a lot of fresh bodies out there, um, uh, you know, late in the game, it makes, it makes a huge difference. Uh, but you know, and, and it's been tough, you know, when you're down, you're not winning many games. It's tough to, to recruit kids onto your team from, from within your own school. You know, the young people just don't want to be a part of a, a losing team, but I think it's a good sign that they've added some, some, uh, numbers to the roster. So that that tells me that, you know, there's a little bit of hope there. There's a little bit of momentum there that the kids in the school believe that they can turn it around. And, uh, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to see how that plays out this season. We can talk a little bit about their defense, too. They'll have a little bit more experience, as you wrote, you know, especially in the back seven. Uh, Miller, I believe that coach just said that he's moving to safety, correct? correct. As opposed to outside correct. linebacker. So that was good to make that correction. Uh, Wes Clemenson played really well at, at middle linebacker, led the team in tackles. You know, how big of a deal is it that you have a lot of those defensive players coming back this year from a team that, you know, they gave up almost 220 rushing yards a game. They gave up almost 42 and a half points. You know, what does that experience do for them, especially on the defensive end of the football? Well, you know, when you've been out there, uh, that experience helps the game slow down a little bit and you don't have to think so much. You know, if you're on defense, you don't have to think so much about uh, the the. the uh, the way the other teams lined up or, or, uh, you know, what they might do, it just comes naturally to you and you just worry about your assignment. And, you know, it's the same on offense with execution. If you can play, uh, play the game faster, you're going to play it a lot better. So it just takes reps and, and, uh, you know, very few guys can go out there as, as a freshman or a sophomore and just, you know, hit it big and, and, and step right in. It takes, it takes a lot of time. Then we can jump back to the offensive side of things uh, briefly. Obviously, losing Gio Cavana, I mean, he's a massive loss for the program. Rushed for over 1,000 yards. By and large, carried the offense, especially in the early part of that season when they were 2-2. Two and two. I mean, you kept looking at the stat sheet, and Gio's racking up well over 100, 200 yards a game on the ground before he got injured. But, uh, you know, talk about making the change from somebody who was a good, tough runner like Gio and moving into a sophomore like Mike Miller, uh, what that could look like for the offense. Well, you know, I mean, it, it was great to have somebody as talented and, and fast as Gio because he can carry you uh, to, to a bit. But also, you know, defenses were just gearing up to stop him. So I think the thought process is we've got to get the ball in the hands of more than one guy, spread the field, give Mike Miller a, a little bit of room to run. And, um, you know, and hopefully that opens things up to the passing game and uh, and everything else. But, you know, you, you've got a new quarterback in there. Um, Aiden Lopez, you know, first year for him too. So, you know, that, that could limit the offense, at least in the first few games, you know, you, even though you're in a spread offense, it doesn't mean you want to go out there and throw the ball 40 times a game. Uh, you know, high school players just can't handle that. And especially a, a first year starter. Do you see them with the spread offense doing a lot of uh, North South with the uh, receiving core that they currently have with Kyle Archie, Isaiah Dodson, uh, Rudy Maduena. Uh, do you see them going a lot of vertical or do you see them just trying to 
uh, legitimately doing screenplays and, and quick hits, trying to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers and let them do just that, make plays? Well, you know, that depends on a couple of things. First of all, how, how quickly does your quarterback uh, come around? You know, how, how much of the offense can he grasp and and uh, and have a good feel for? And the other is your offensive line. Uh, you know, if, if your quarterback's not getting time to throw, you, you can't you can't really go vertical. You can't run those long patterns. So yeah, you're, you're kind of limited to uh, the, the short passing game. Um, so, you know, that's going to be kind of a wait and see, see how, uh, how that O line goes, but you know, every, every position, every guy affects every other aspect of the, uh, of the game. We can move on from Muhlenberg, just a, a smidge and talk about the section a little bit. Uh, obviously, their first four games here really kind of stand out on their schedule as something that they could get a good, decent amount of momentum going. They play Octorera, who they beat last year. Uh, Reading High is not exactly world beaters. Neither is Daniel Boone. And then Lebanon, you know, we saw them last year, too. We were on the road watching them, and, you know, they're pretty bad. <laughs> uh, and that's their first four games of the season. What's the likelihood that they come out of there with a really good start, and then they end up hitting their murderer's row. But talk about those first four games, at least to start uh, very winnable games on their schedule. Well, um, yeah, I wouldn't look past Reading high too quickly. Um, you know, they, they lost to Reading last year and uh, uh, Reading has Reading strength is really uh, uh, a, I don't want to say weakness, but it's not, you know, Reading strength is its line play this year, surprisingly, which, you know, you never hear, but they've got some huge linemen and I think they're going to be pretty good up front. And that's going to be something for the mules to contend with. Sure. Uh, Reading's got uh, uh, new quarterbacks as well. And uh, a lot of new faces there, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't be quick to, to chalk that up as a W. Uh, Daniel Boone is, is in a transition year uh, with the new uh, coach and, and pretty much of a new coaching staff. Um, but again, they, they lost by three touchdowns to Boone and they're, they're playing that game on the road. Uh, you know, Lebanon is the, uh, uh, most winnable of the, of those first four games. Um, you know, not that Dr. Rare is great, but you know, I mean, it, they, they certainly have a chance to come out of that two and two, like they were a year ago. Uh, I, I think that, I think everybody in the program would, would be happy with that. But, you know, the, the difficult thing is that that league schedule there, uh, there are not very many forgiving Friday nights in that league schedule other than uh, Lebanon, of course. Yeah, no, the only uh, positive to look at in that league schedule is the fact that they get to host Mannheim Central and Exeter <laughs> and Ephrata and Conestoga. <laughs> like they actually get to host them in Reading, which uh, I guess that's fantastic that you don't need to potentially go, uh, you know, get beat 70 to nothing at Mannheim Central and then board the bus and drive back home. So um, I, I don't think it's going to be quite that way. But, you know, we talked about Mannheim Central a little bit uh, and just the amount of talent. Are, are they who you see coming out of this section ultimately? Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, you know, Mannheim and Exeter were, were evenly matched last year. I mean, they, they played a great game down they were there. At it came down to the final uh, series of the game, and, and Exeter came up with the goal line stand. And Exeter lost 
most of its best players and Mannheim returned most of its best players. So you, you've got to give them the advantage. And uh, I don't, I don't really see anybody beating Mannheim until uh, they get to the uh, district championship game. And then, you know, then they've got to deal with Bishop McKevitt again, which is the defending state champ and continues to bring in players. Uh, but, you know, uh, Mannheim is, is obviously the team to beat in that section. Next year is going to be very good. Uh, solid again, I, but I don't think they're going to be quite at the level they were the last two years. Just you know, because they're going to be quite a bit younger, and especially at quarterback, they're going to be very young there. It's tough losing your quarterback, running back, and top receiving option <laughs> on the same year. Yeah, uh, which is what Exeter <laughs> did. So that's the way it is in high school. You can't keep them forever. No, no, you can't. But you know it's important. You got to have that next guy up, and um, Exeter's been able to do that at uh, most of his most of its positions over the years, and that's why they're they're in the playoffs every year. Sure. Well, we're here to talk about Muhlenberg, and Mike, I I want to thank you for last night and for tonight for coming on and uh, doing this quick hit. We appreciate it. Just very quickly, I want to give you time to talk about your website. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Well, uh, you, you know, we, we do a lot of football, uh, just put up the final uh, preseason previews uh, of, uh, for Berks County today, um, this morning, the Fleetwood Tigers. So there's, a, there's a, a full preview on every team in the county. There's a, a full page of photos of every team. I, I hit every camp, uh, you know, and, and spend some time with each team taking pictures. There are uh, breakdowns of all five sections. Um, just completed the starting lineup, which is the, uh, I picked like a preseason all-star team. And uh, uh, Muhlenberg has a player on that. Michael Miller is on that team. Uh, the only uh, only sophomore on that team. Um, and then, you know, Friday night, once we get going into the season, we'll, we will have every game covered. Every Berks County game, I'll have a, a staff writer there and photographers at at least three games uh, almost every week. And uh, nobody around has coverage like that. Nobody comes close to, to covering the amount of games and writing the amount of stories that, that we do at MikeDragoSports.com. And I'm really proud of that. And we, uh, we have a partnership with the uh, – uh, Lancaster newspapers and uh, we share content with them. They cover games and they, they share their stories with us and uh, we're able to have stories on every game in the, in the league, all 37 teams. Uh, you know, we'll have uh, game stories on every, every one of those games. So uh, again, nobody else comes close to doing that. I can tell you as somebody who calls games for other places outside of this on occasion, uh, nobody does it like Lancaster online. Uh, for picking up high school stats, just nobody does it like them, and nobody does it like you either. With uh, with Mike Drago, you know, you try to find other places that do it like this. You try to find some team down in York, they don't have anything. Penn Live doesn't do much uh, of anything like that either. But you guys bring the goods every single week. Uh, it really can't be understated how incredible that is, not just for the athletes and for the parents, but you know, just the uh, community as a whole backing the uh, the high school football and basketball and really every sport. Uh, you guys do an excellent job, and it should be applauded every single time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, the newspaper business is is uh, in bad shape the last few years, and they they you know most papers other than Lancaster they can't cover. Uh, things the way they used to just because of uh, diminishing um, uh, staff sizes and, and the size of the paper is much smaller than it used to be. And, and nobody around can cover every game 
but that's why we teamed up with the LNP News uh, because they, they couldn't have done it either. But, you know, by me sending reporters out to 8, 10, 11 games a week and sharing the content with them, they're able to have uh, stories on the entire league as well. So uh, it's a, it's an unusual situation. You know, you go around the state and there, there are uh, news deserts throughout the state where you, you just can't find any information about uh, local high school teams. But um, fortunately here in Berks, we can still do that for football. Mike, we say it all the time on our broadcasts. MikeDragosports.com is the premier site. If you are a Berks County sports, high school sports fan, you need a subscription. It's pennies a day. It's worth 10 times what you will pay for it. And you should, if you are not subscribed yet, I can't imagine why you're not. Because as Ryan just said, you help us out in ways that you don't realize. I mean, there's always something that we pull from from your writing every time we hit the airwaves. Always. And you you are the, the, the cream of the crop, man. You're it. And people need to support you to keep you going. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you saying that. It's almost okay, like now. Jerry works in sales. It's almost. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, thanks so much again, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, great. Enjoy your Friday night. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. You too. Bye. The great Mike Drago. Mike Drago, friend of the pod. MikeDragoSports.com. Indeed. You, you think I'm kidding when I say that he covers our butts so often as play-by-play, as color, yep. and just as a regular fan. Like you said, he's talking about like news deserts. They exist, and they're yeah. very local to us. Like I said, if you look at like the York Dispatch trying to find... We ran, run into it all the time with the York Adams League. There's nothing. There, yeah. There's nothing written. Mm-hmm. So once you start getting into like district playoffs or non-league play and they're playing one of these teams that ha- might have Penn Live covering them, might have York Dispatch or whatever, you run into, well, there's really nothing here. Uh, even locally, you know, Reading Eagles trimmed down their staff size. Pottstown's the same way. They're all owned by the same ownership. Yep. Um, but a lot of those guys have picked up with Mike. And Mike has taken him in. Somebody like Sean McBrien uh, dealt with all the time for Reading United. And he now writes for Mike after, you know, he no longer writes for the Reading Eagles. So he's pulling in great talent, great newspaper writing, like serious old school, you know, used to flip open the Reading Eagle and you'd see Rich Scarcella, you'd see Mike Drago, you'd you'd see like Ron Devlin, like you'd see all these guys. Uh, in the Reading Eagle, writing about their specialties. Drago, for the longest time, was the Reading Phillies. And mm-hmm. the Phillies, you know, every summer, you knew that Drago was your guy. He was always up there in the press box. You could always spot him out next to Frenchie. Um, and it's kind of hailing back to, to stuff like that, that you recognize these sports writers. It's not just, you know, a college kid that happened to pop out or somebody who's just hanging on until they retire or whatever. Mike's branched out and done his own thing. And yep has reaped the benefits for it. So we're very thankful. He is the man. Now, do you want to get to our next guest? Let's get to Mikey Miller. Okay. There we go. Hello? Hello, Mikey. Uh, It's Jerry and Ryan Lina Weaver. You're on the air with us. How you doing tonight, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm really well. Uh, number one, thanks for doing this this evening. We Thank had you. a great chat 
this morning via text, uh, get, getting him on, and uh, he agreed to allow us to call him Mikey. So do you go? Do you prefer Mikey, or what? What do you prefer? Because I'll call you that. I don't trust Jerry. Yeah, I do prefer Mikey. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go with Mikey then. Uh, so. Obviously, last year, as a freshman, you did get to touch the rock a little bit. You had 12 rushes, 122 yards, a couple catches as well. Uh, basically, a buck 28 from scrimmage. Talk about how your role is expanding this year and what you expect out of yourself. Um, I Obviously, you know, I expect a lot more from myself than what I got last year. Because um, as everybody knows, you know, Gio was there last year. Um, and I kind of sat back and took, took the role that I was given. But now, coming into my sophomore season, I realized that I'm I'm going to be the guy that's going to be getting the ball. So I um I took it in, and I'm going to accept the role, and whatever the coaches bring to me, I'm going to do what I have to do for us to win. What would you say is your best attribute on the field? Is it your speed? Is it your, your agility? Is it just your ability to catch the darn ball? Uh, what do you think is your, your best uh, attribute out on the field? I would say my best attribute is, uh, I don't know, because, yeah, I, I could probably say running the ball, running the ball. You're talking about your uh, your vision out on the field or anything yeah, in my, particular? Yeah, my vision, my vision, my IQ, my speed. I just feel like I'm an all-around, you know, great player. So talk about, obviously, a little bit on uh, on the offensive side of the football. Talk about uh, some of your teammates that you have next to you. Obviously, you're going to be working with a brand-new quarterback this year. Uh, you're also going to have a handful of offensive linemen who, uh, like you, don't have an awful lot of experience, and now it's your time to shine. So talk about uh, some of the guys who uh, might be either handing the ball off to you uh, with somebody like, um, you know, your new quarterback and Aiden Lopez or some of your uh, new offensive linemen hopefully clearing holes for you? Um, yeah, so Aiden Lopez, you know, me and him, we have an amazing friendship. Um, we talk every day about just, you know, what we could do to the program. Um, obviously, as uh, we always talk about, we have three sophomore starting um, offensive linemen, uh, Connor Kantner, Xavier, and Tony. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. They're they're, I'm going to have them for three years. I'm going to have them for three years. I feel like, um, you know, we're all sophomores. We have, we have three years to play football together, and I feel like it's just – it's amazing. It's a blessing. Um, at receiver, we have Kyle Archie, Isaiah Dotson. Um, you know, we have – we throw JV and Cruz in there. We have we, – uh, amazing. It's, it's, it's just an amazing how we could just spread the ball around. And just everybody can can be happy. Everybody can everybody can eat on the field. It's great. Talk about some of that uh, new playbook that you'll be running this year. Obviously, uh, coach making the change uh, a little bit more run heavy in years past, and now with the offense that you have and the amount of talent, uh, you know, between yourself and the wideouts and a quarterback who can run and throw. You know, talk about this new spread offense that you're looking at running this year. Um, I love it. Um, I love it better than last year's. Cause you know when teams game plan on us, they always they always game plan us to run to run to run. But now that we we transition to a spread offense this year, people don't know what to expect. So it it expands on the options that we can do. Did you see like a discernible difference when you had your scrimmage against Twin Valley? And obviously you're not you know going full force and everything, but 
Uh, did you notice a, a a difference there with a spread offense? Were they not stacking the box as much as they were in years past? Were they giving a little bit more running lanes, a little bit more options for you as a playmaker? Yes, they they, they did. I I seen a, a dramatic um, change. It's it's like I said, it just opens up lanes, open up uh, route running. It opens up everything because now teams have to come out and come guard us. They have to bump out the box. You can't stack the box the whole game. But when they don't stack the box and we run up the middle, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Let's talk about the defensive side of the football as well. Uh, you guys struggled a little bit last year, especially with running the football. Uh, we just caught wind that you're moving from outside linebacker to strong safety, I believe, right? Uh, yes, sir. Talk about the uh, the move. Uh, was that something that you had worked on during uh, – were you doing two-a-days, three-a-days? Two-a-days. Two-a-days? Uh, was, yeah. was that something that you most recently worked on, or is it something that you've been working on all summer? Um, I've been working on it all summer. Um, you know, it was more – that they they want my defensive coach coach will um he wanted to put me in the best place to succeed and obviously yeah y'all know um i said i did succeed last year as an outside linebacker which y'all was y'all see me at outside linebacker y'all still see me i'll be at um also the end this year too um but as strong safety um I, um they want me to roam they want me to be able to make plays intercept the ball more uh make open field tackle they want me to show all my abilities that i have so i feel um it was a great move so for them to move me to strong safety and i've been i've been working at it all, all season and i feel like i'm i'm ready for it it feels like you'll definitely have the ability moving to that safety position and being able to roam like you said almost more like a free safety that you're able to kind of utilize the field as you see fit uh, be that eighth man in the box, not necessarily get somebody touching you until they reach the second level. You know, talk about how that changes things uh, from your perspective, being able to move back, you know, five, 10 yards from where you uh, originally were at outside linebacker. Talk about how that changes things uh, on the field for um, you. It, change, it changes um, a lot because, um, you know, as, a, as an outside linebacker, you know, you, you do get to cover but you're you're really not really man on. You get you know you can play a zone, um, but I feel like when I, I'm at safety, I'm going to be guarding receivers, so it can show that I, I could guard. They could throw me in a zone. They could throw me in a linebacker, and I can still succeed on the field. Um, and that that was my main thing last year. I didn't get to um, cover a lot of people. I didn't get to show my full abilities, and now that I'm at safety. I could roam, I could cover, I could drop back in the zone, I could do everything that my coaches asked me to do. So we can stop talking football just a smidge. What do you do to get ready for a Friday? Can you walk us through, uh, you know, not necessarily football related, what do you do personally to get yourself hyped and ready for Friday nights? Um, Friday nights. Uh, my mom, she always, um, I come home, she stretches me out, um, I say a little prayer on my family. Um, I like to get a bite to eat, not nothing too heavy. Um, I, I love to stretch, 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 um, listen to a lot of music and I just go. That's simple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. what's on your, uh, your playlist in the locker room? Let's put it that way. <laughs> my playlist. Um, uh, I love little baby. Um, I love raw wave, you know, the new rappers. 
who controls the locker room playlist? Let's put that. Does everybody just have their headphones in or does uh, somebody inevitably bring in the boom box and, you know, who controls the boom box? Oh, shout out, shout out to Coach Will. He always has the he always has the aux. When we're on the boom box, Coach Will, shout out to Coach Will. He always has the aux. But if we don't, then everybody has their, their earplugs in and it's time to go. Hey, Mikey, uh, thanks so much for taking time with us. This was, a, this was a great chat. I think that the folks of Muhlenberg who are listening got an opportunity to hear who you are, what you're about. And as everybody in Muhlenberg is, our entire team at the Mule Sports Network is really looking forward to covering your team. Uh, please pass on to your mother, a lovely woman, Put us in touch. Tell her I said thank you, and I appreciate it, and uh, hope to run into you guys at a game this year. Invite her up to the press box for a catered meal, apparently. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys, so much. Thank you. Okay, Mikey, you have a great season, man. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you. Bye. What a nice young man. Good kid. I don't think that we've run into bad kids in any of the programs. We have that, uh, that we've run into between Exeter, Burke's Catholic. I mean, I can't speak for Boyertown, but you know, now Muhlenberg. I mean, all the kids have been phenomenal. They're all yeah. outstanding. Um, can't really say enough about them. So part of it is uh, und- it is parenting and it is coaching, uh-huh. right? Well, it certainly is. I mean, it, it, you can from the little bit I've gotten to speak to Coach Lorchak, I can tell you he's a guy who cares about his kids uh-huh. and. When you've got that proper attitude, I, you, you know, you're going to churn out good kids. And clearly, Mikey is that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. A lot of good kids. Indeed. So let's, let's uh, get to the last segment of the show, which is an interview that I did earlier with Dr. Tim Moyer, the athletic director at Muhlenberg. I figured it was time that folks got to know who this hardworking gentleman behind all of your kids' athletic pursuits is. Dr. Moyer, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? About myself? Yes. All right. Well, this is, uh, I'm going on my ninth year of doing this particular uh, role as the athletic director, and uh, I also have some assistant principal responsibilities sprinkled in there. I've been in the uh, school district since 2006. Um, before that, I was in the Reading School District as a uh, uh, first health and phys ed teacher and, and a coach for football and track and field. Uh, moved into uh, administration uh, a few years after that and, and uh, made my way over to Muhlenberg and I've uh, been here ever since. Can you give me an overview of Muhlenberg Athletics? Yeah, we uh, obviously, like everybody else, we, we took a hit during uh, the you know covid uh, but there's a, uh, a long and, and proud history here at Muhlenberg with athletics. So uh, that's what we're trying to, to restore. Um, and uh, our numbers are, are really looking good in, in sports where they were, weren't so good a few years ago, particularly with the, the pandemic taking a, a chunk out of our participation numbers. Um, but we, we've reestablished some, some great connections with our youth programs, uh, particularly, you know, MTAA uh, and our MSA soccer uh, program as well. Um, those are the, the keys to, to our success. 
we're not going to be successful unless our, our youth teams are, are successful and the kids are having fun and, and learning the, the sport. So we really rely on those organizations. And I think our coaches have done a, a really good job of, of you know, creating those bonds and bridges between those organizations and, and our school teams. Um, we have a great junior high staff as well. Uh, they work closely with our high school staff uh, so that we, you know, we feel we're, we're one overall program and not you know, the junior high is doing one thing and then the high school does another. Uh, you're never going to be successful if that's the case. So, um, you know, we're really trying to promote a sense of unity and a sense of community between all of our programs. So tell me what the best part of your job is. Best part of my job is probably the, the diversity of, of each day. I mean, you, you come in, there's, there's no day is, is ever the same as the day before. Um, so you come in with a, with an open mind because you, you never know what's, you know, what the day's going to bring for you. Um, I like that. I don't like the, you know, the repetitiveness of, of certain things. So um, it certainly keeps it fresh. I like to go around and see all of our different uh, teams compete um, and represent our school, you know, the, our community and themselves. Um, so just seeing the, the looks on their faces when they, when they achieve success and, and when you see them working hard in the off season and that translates into success out during the, the season, um, you know, that's what it's all about. And we're trying to help them not only on the field, but, you know, learn skills and, and things we're going to need when they leave us, uh, after their senior year and, and start going out into the, to the job world or the trade world or the military world. We know that, you know, our, our coaches have, have helped them prepare to be the best they can be when they may go to do those things. It's so important. It is. It really is. Um, you know, it's something that if you don't play a sport, I mean, luckily for me, sports was a way that, that brought, got me into school. Um, self-admittedly, I was not there for the academic part of it for, <laughs> for most of my days. Uh, obviously, that's an important part of it, but you know, elementary school intramurals got me up and ready to go. When I was in junior high, it was, you know, going in for, for the sports programs there. In high school, it was, you know, for going in to play sports. So um, it can be a motivating factor for certain people. Um, and I know it certainly was for me. And, and I've been a lifelong athlete and, and love of so many different games. And, um, and I attribute that to athletics and all the wonderful coaches I had growing up. So what does the future hold for Muhlenberg Athletics? Do you have any projects coming up that uh, that are going to add to your offerings? Yeah, we're really uh, up and coming, and you know, I really need to thank our administration for having the open mind and, and, and the support they've given us to do some of the projects we've already done. Um, you know, we, we put in the new weight room just a year ago. Um, that was huge for us. Um, gets more kids up there, gets some more um, – more active and, and not only is it, is it good for their bodies, but it helps keep them safe out on the, on the playing fields. Um, so that was one thing that, that we're really proud of along with the fitness area. And uh, we trans transferred some, uh, some rooms around and, and made a, a wrestling only room. And we, we turned the old wrestling room into a multi-purpose room as a, a turf floor. So uh, not only phys ed classes can utilize it, but our sports teams can utilize it, uh, you know, in the off season for, for training and, and things like that. Um, on top of that, we have a, a very large district-wide building project that we're, we're going through. Um, our populations are certainly going going up, up, up. So in order to, to meet the needs of, of having smaller class sizes and things like that, all of our buildings in one way or the other are going to um, go through some transition. Uh, so for the, for us, that, that means some, some transition on our 
areas as well. Um, you know, including the, you know, we're obviously looking at, at turf in our football field at some point, um, which will be helpful in terms of, of space. Um, our, our gym is going to undergo uh, a renovation, on a, not at the high school itself, but a, a different building um, to give us a, some more space, um, you know, to, to adequately have the people come in and see our teams and, in a safe manner, um, which will be helpful. So there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, we have, we're blessed to have an awesome technology department as well. So they, they help us out with, with some training things or in season things. Um, so, you know, in terms of that stuff, our, our students are, uh, we, we try to give them the, everything the, that they need to be successful and same with our coaches. Yeah. Dr. Moore, you've got a great, uh, you've got a great layout there at Muhlenberg. I commented that to you when we met a couple of weeks ago and it's you also have something that not every school district has, okay? When you're sitting in the home stands at the football stadium, there is this view. There are church steeples. There are mountains. There are houses. And I mean, if that doesn't say America, I don't know what does. Yeah, you, you, and then you put that that awesome, you know, autumn sky up there where it's, you know, pinkish, orangish and blue, you know, right, uh, right at the peak of autumn and you throw the leaves in there and you can almost hear the, the Rudy soundtrack playing in the background. It's, it's <laughs> one of those, one of those things. And it, it is, uh, it's a beautiful scene. It's nice for the kids. Um, you know, definitely picturesque and, and, uh, it's definitely a, a, something that we're proud of here. So final question, Dr. Moyer. How excited are you for this football season? Um, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I get to get to see these guys day in and day out. Um, I don't think you're going to find anybody that works as hard as, as John does in, in terms of preparing the kids and preparing his staff. Um, I mean, he's he's one of the first people here in the morning, and he's one of the last people here to leave at night. Um, so he puts the work in, and, and his guys put the work in. Um, he demands, um, you know, not so much perfection out of these guys, but he demands that everybody gives a hundred percent. And if they give a hundred percent, they're going to see results because of the, you know, the positions that, that he and his staff have, have put the kids in. So we're excited for that. Um, you know, we have a great group of kids, athletic, um, you know, across the board. So we're, we're definitely excited to get this thing going. Excellent. Well, uh, Dr. Moyer, I want to thank you for being a champion for our cause in bringing our broadcast operation there. Uh, I also want to thank you for being just genuinely a nice man and so very helpful in everything you've done to help get us set up. Nothing I've asked has been out of bounds. Nothing that I've asked has been too much. Uh, I'm going to keep pushing those boundaries so you know. (laughs) That's all right. Keep doing it. So thanks very much for taking a few minutes with us, and we will see you Friday night. Can't wait. Thanks, Doc. Yep, thanks, Jerry. Okay, bye. The amazing Dr. Tim Moyer, AD, Athletic Director at Muhlenberg. Is it Tim or Todd? You have Tim written down. You called him Todd at the end of the call. I did not. What did you call him then? I have no idea. Doc. I called him Doc. Did you call him Doc? I thought I heard Todd. Never mind.
Nope. You gotta open your ears, boy. I barely had my headset on, to be honest. <laughs> as we were chit-chatting here while he was talking, so. <laughs> no, but all good things. You know, Muhlenberg is most certainly on the upswing. And yep. it's how far can they climb over the next three years with this group of sophomores that they have. And hopefully they keep building on to the next generations that are coming in. You know, the freshmen that you currently have. You know, how much are they going to see the field? How much are they going to be able to help? Uh, probably not many. But again, it's this is how you start building the program. You have a really good class that you can use as you know stable footing, essentially, and then build upon that. And that's something that Muhlenberg hasn't had in a while. They've had winless years uh, within the past couple of years. They got two wins last year. You can probably see them double it this year with, mm-hmm. with any hope, yeah. um, especially those first four games. So like to wrap it up, because I know that you'll be interested in wrapping it up here. Uh, again, we talked about those first four games with Drago that, yes, some of them will be a little bit tougher, but Reading High is not nearly as tough as Exeter or Mannheim Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Boone. Uh, same thing with Octorera. You know, there is conceivable, uh, a conceivable uh, future that they're two and two, three and one, and you're already better than you were the year before. Yep. You're going to struggle against the remaining schedule, but... You know, we saw Mifflin last year and Mifflin running that uh, basically wing tee, uh, an awful lot of just option play out of them. You know, you could possibly be able to lock them down. Exeter, Warwick, they're going to be very difficult. Mannheim Central, Conestoga Valley. Like the last part, the last six games of the schedule is no joke. <laughs> you called it a murderer's row and yeah, you're right. Would have loved to have talked to uh, the AD, Tim Moyer, about uh, how in the world do you schedule this? <laughs> And honestly, it's just the way that Section 2 is within exactly. Lancaster Lebanon League. Like, Section 2 is insane. Section one's no treat either for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of really good sections here uh, as you look at the standings. You know, that, that Section 1, you're talking Mannheim Township, who's really good. Wilson is always good. Um, you know, Section one's no joke. Section 2, though, is where you really start getting into the meat and potatoes of this league. Yep. Um, you know, when you're talking Exeter, coming off of... You know, what should have been a district-winning season last year, they fell short to Cacalico uh, in the final. Right. Um, when you have them returning, again, we talked about Central a little bit, and they have their three best offensive players returning, as some of which with D1 prospects. Uh, we saw Enterline. Enterline is just a beast. We, we saw him last year. and We also saw him in we, basketball. We, I remember Darren and I struggling to comprehend because we hadn't seen anybody been able to cover Joey Schlaffer. Yep. All season long. I mean, you're talking a, uh, I believe that he's a three-star recruit for Penn State. Mm-hmm. Ended up going up there early, uh, you know, graduated early from Exeter, ended up at Penn State early. And you're talking about a guy, he won't push for time this year, but somewhere junior, senior year, he may end up pushing for time up there as a Nittany Lion. And Enterline just locked him down like it was nothing. He ended up, he picked off a, hand, a handful of passes uh, he was extraordinary on the offensive end as a wide receiver. Like yep. we hadn't seen anybody like that. So for that reason alone, Mannheim Central is going to be tough to deal with with just one player. But they're returning a quarterback who was neck and neck last year with uh, with Exeter's quarterback, and I already forgot Mason his name, Rotelli. With Rotelli, those two were neck and neck for being the best rated quarterbacks in the entire league. Was that yep. con? He's incredible, and their running back was running for over a thousand yards too. So. When we talk about Mannheim Central being the cream of the crop, that's what we're talking about. But they get to see them basically right smack dab in the middle of their schedule. 
Uh, so if they are coming out of those first four games feeling really good about themselves, you know, they might be able to make it close, but that's going to be a, a rude awakening to what the rest of the year could look like. Uh, so for the best part of that season, those first four games, and they're going to go balls to the wall. They're going to absolutely try to rack up some wins in those first few games, and hopefully they do. This team absolutely deserves it. Even if they fall somewhere right in the middle of the pack, that's going to be a win for this team. Absolutely. That's going to be a win because absolutely. it's a building block year. You're you're not going to beat Mannheim Central. You're going to struggle against Exeter. You know, they may be blowouts, but you have that good core of players who will be returning next year and then yep. the year after that. And it can't be understated how much how important it is that they get to have these minutes now. And uh, for all intents and purposes, listening to Drago, listening to, uh, you know, Coach Lorchak, talking to Mikey, like all those guys are hyped and ready for the season. And everybody has high expectations for a lot of these young kids coming in. So, like I said, it, it's going to be a lot of fun being able to uh, to call some of the bright spots. It's going to be not so fun calling some of the low spots, I'm sure. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, this team uh, has the opportunity to really grow and, and build off of what they established last year. So, And I think that is exactly the point and where we will end it. I do want to say to the people of Muhlenberg that we will be here every play, every down of every game. And home away. Home away if they away. allow us. Let's put yes. it that way. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We should. I'll, I'll say... You know, I'll grab Dr. Moore and put his arm behind him. And say, we'll stand Make outside the call. fence. <laughs> we'll stand outside the fence. We do have four of our first, well, we have four games in a row on the road. Yeah. So going over the schedule just very briefly, obviously, Octorera Friday, we get them at home. We get mm-hmm. to experience the home crowd. Hopefully everybody comes out, supports this uh, new looking team. Yep. Uh, you know, and really uh, give them a good foot forward at home to get their season started against a very winnable game uh, against a very, uh, you know, a, a team that they should be able to handle in Octorera, right? They beat them last year. Ostensibly, they're a little bit better this year. They'll be able to move forward. But then four straight games on the road. They get to go to yes. Shirk Stadium to play Reading High. They'll be in Burrsboro against Daniel Boone. We get to travel to lo- lovely Lebanon. Once again, alumni stadium. <laughs> Maybe we'll be in the same press box this time instead of separated. We'll see. <laughs> and then they're at Governor Mifflin again. So we get to travel to Governor Mifflin again this year, too. Yep. Uh, so you get four straight home games. And then, like I said, the glimmer of light at the end of this schedule is the fact that they get to finish four or five at home, which is no better place to be. They have a very late homecoming this year. Yep. And you get to play Mannheim Central and Exeter. That if you're going to you know, make it a game, you're going to do it at home, right? You're not going into Mannheim Central and their fancy LED lights flashing all over the place when they score touchdowns, and I'm sure the taxpayers are thrilled about it. Nate mentioned that last (laughs) night in the Exeter when when we had Tom on. He said, Tom, when are we going to get those lights? I Uh said, Nate, you be quiet. We do not need those lights. Those are very expensive. They're really friggin' cool, though. (laughs) They were really cool. It was. It was very cool. They're all coming out. They're breaking through the banners, and the lights are flashing all over yeah. the place. It's not yeah. great if you have epilepsy, but for everyone else, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but they play Mannheim Central at home. We get Exeter at home, so we'll probably end up doing the split broadcast thing again. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be you and Darren. Darren yep. and I get to get the shared it's duties. The best. 
They're at Warwick, so they have to travel to Lidditz on the 13th, and then they finish up at home against the wonderful Mounts of Ephrata and then also the Buckskins from Conestoga Valley. They get mm. to round off their uh, their schedule against two Lancaster County teams. So, But again, both at home. You get homecoming for one of those games. You get everybody coming out, and hopefully you steal a win at the end of the season too. So ostensibly, you know, what would be a good season? Uh, you know, four and six, five and five, I think is attainable uh, for a team like this. And that would be, like I said, you're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to necessarily avoid all of, you know, the beatdowns from better teams. But there's going to be a lot of hope. There's going to be a lot of glimmer of, of uh, you know, what the future looks like here. And you build upon that. And for that, Muhlenberg football this year should be an exciting one. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. And and as I said, we're going to be here bringing you every play of every game. Please tune in every week when you can. And when you can't tune in or when you're at the game, the the games will be posted uh, to podcasts. All you have to do is get your eyes on either our Facebook or our Twitter. It's at JG Media US. And we, we post the links or you can just go to your... <laughs> you can go to your podcast podcatcher. Is that what they call them these in, days? They still call them podcatchers? Well, I do. Spotify, I, Amazon Music. Yeah, all know. the biggies. Apple. I use Google Podcasts. So do I. I use Google Podcasts. So well, I have the, you know, the Pixel 7 Pro. So, yep, yep. You know, I I have fully accepted Google as my corporate overlords. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so so you can get you'll be able to get the podcasts all you have to do is look up Jerry Gelliff Media. Good luck spelling it. But, you know, find us on Twitter. That's your key. Find us on Facebook. That's the key. There you go. And we're really going to come in here and we're going to do a great job for you. You're going to love, you're going to absolutely love the uh, the product that we put out for you. I can tell you that it's different than what you will hear on the AM dial. That's for yes. darn sure. Yes, Jerry has given us a lot of free reign to, you know, call these games as we kind of see fit, uh, which is uh, to my detriment sometimes uh, when I happen to curse. <laughs> uh, it only happened once. It was one time. And it hasn't happened again. Uh, no, but it, a lot of freedom with how we call the broadcast. So sometimes, you know, we'll bring up movie references, music. You know, uh, things that are happening in, you know, pop culture, national media, beyond whatever. Uh, it, it's very free flowing, especially uh, when some of these games start to drag on towards the later ends and they're like 70 to nothing and you start to lose things to talk about. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, we're still a very respectable broadcast. We are going to be a Homer broadcast. We're producing this for Muhlenberg. It's Correct. not for... You know, somebody listening in from Lidditz who wants to listen to, you know, Johnny play at Mannheim Central. No, they're yep. going to listen to a Muhlenberg uh, broadcast. So, you know, we are going to live and die with the team just as much as everyone else does. Yep. And that's the key. We have two things that we want to accomplish as a as as our little group, as our little employee group. The two things we want to do is make this about the kids and have fun doing it. Mm hmm. And it comes through on the air, and I'm promising you, you're going to love what you hear. We do have a lot of fun. We do. 
Yep. We'll see how Patrick wants to uh, join in with us. He's been involved in our group chats and mm-hmm. he's been exposed. <laughs> he's to getting us. the full experience right now. <laughs> I don't want so, him to, to like, you know, walk in anything unaware. Nope, nope. He certainly won't. Uh, but Friday, you'll have myself, you'll have uh, Coach Patrick, and I believe that we will have uh, Darren's son producing for us. Yes, you will. So we will, uh, it'll be an all family affair here with, with Darren's kid joining us. Yeah. I'm be excited great. for that. But uh, yeah, no, uh, very excited to, you know, third team in three years. Hopefully I get to stay at Muhlenberg for a while. Yeah, no, you, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> I got Don't BC, worry. Exeter, and now Muhlenberg. Uh, but honestly, looking at all the other teams that I've, that I've called and looking at the promise in Muhlenberg, I, I may joke in that group chat about how I don't want to be here. I absolutely do because, like I said, the uh, the amount of talent coming in, especially as sophomores, and being able to watch this team grow, uh, nowhere else that I would rather be in the county. The people of Muhlenberg have embraced us. I've gotten so much great interaction, had so much great interaction with people. They're going to embrace you and Patrick and, and Chris Ziner. Y- you... They're, they're going to love you. I guarantee it. Everybody else has all all the way around, even with your acerbic way. Yeah. I did have somebody call me the one of the biggest, uh, I can't say it on air, but one of the biggest F-heads. Oh, well, <laughs> he was a special case. Yeah. I have my detractors. I do. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, you probably should like me on the air. Yeah, you will, because Ryan's fun, Ryan's funny, he keeps it light, and he has energy and that voice. I do have that voice. You're going to love hearing that coming at you. Like I said, voice for radio, face Face for radio. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, that was a tight 90 minutes. Yeah, indeed. We're right on 90 minutes. Indeed. So thanks for listening. Tune in Friday night, 645, for the pregame show. Same place where you're tuned in now. Tell 10 friends and tell them to tell 10 friends and get out to the game, support the teams, support our team. And we will be talking to you Friday night. See you there. Good night. Thank you for joining us for the Muhlenberg football preview show on the Mule Sports Network. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, MikeDragosports.com and Penn Realty Professionals. You can catch every exciting play of Muhlenberg football this year on the Mule Sports Network. Please join us every Friday for the pregame show at 645. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. Good night.